0: Actually, everybody is always trying to lose weight and trying relatively hard to uh, I don't think the issue is ever not trying hard enough for probably for anybody listening to this. I mean, they're obviously they're invested in their health and and yeah, that the eating less and exercising more does work in the short term. It does allow for weight loss. But it also comes comes at the cost of our health. It comes at the cost of depressing our metabolism because we reduce the energy available all the way down to the cellular level. And then everything in our body says that we can't use as much energy and it slows down all of our processes from our brain function to our reproductive function and all these other issues, which leads to so many symptoms and conditions that we're seeing nowadays.
1: Welcome to the Win at Life podcast. A place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today, I'm sitting down with Jay Feldman, an independent health researcher and a coach who runs the Energy Balance podcast. Just like us, he's a huge fan of Ray Peat's work and a huge supporter of this way of eating and just doing life. Jay's had a really interesting journey of discovering how to best fuel his body to achieve optimal results. It's so relatable for so many of us who are on this journey or have been through similar things. In this episode, we discuss why you won't achieve results on a 1200 calorie diet, the binge restrict cycle, why you need to get out of the quick fix mindset, how stress and anxiety impacts your body and weight loss goals, how drinking a heap of water may actually be increasing your body's stress response, and why sugar contributes to a high-functioning metabolism. Ultimately, living your best life starts with nutrition. I really enjoyed this episode. Jay is such a nice and knowledgeable guy. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Insta Stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hey everybody and welcome um, back to the show. We've got a guest all the way over here with us today who's all the way over the other side of the world. Um, Jay, is it Feldman? Is that how you say your last name? Feldman? Yep, yeah, Feldman. Yeah. yeah, Um And he's got a program called the Energy Balance Program and he does a podcast as well. And if you've obviously a client of mine, you'll know who he is. And um, you might've listened to um, some of his awesome uh, podcasts. He's 25. He's not married, but he does have a girlfriend. He has no kids. (laughs) He's got two cats and a possum. Um, He's just telling about his bloody possum that he, that he's been rescued. Um, But we won't talk about that because he's not supposed to be having this possum. Uh, But thanks so much for, um, for, for coming on. It's so nice to talk to another I mean, I don't want to call you a Ray Peter, but someone who follows this, has been inspired by the work of Ray Pete and other, um, other people. Um, but maybe Jay, you can just tell everyone just briefly a bit about your background and how you found Ray's Ray's work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And it is, it's, it's nice to be in this community of, of, uh, people who have all been inspired in the same way. And, yeah. So I, like many people wanted, you know, a lot of it was wanting to be in shape and wanting to look like the people that we see on TV and in movies and in magazines and, and really everyone, you know, Instagram now. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I fell into the eat less, exercise more idea when I was pretty young and, and it really wasn't working because I, the, my issue at the time was that I was, I was very lean, but I didn't have very much muscle and, mm-hmm. I, when it wasn't working, I just pushed harder. And that led to uh, trying a lot of other things that didn't end up working. I fell into low carb and paleo and was finding that those things weren't working. And not only were they not working for me, but they weren't working for the people who I was sharing, sharing them with. And it all changed pretty drastically when I did find Ray Pete's work and completely changed the, you know, my view of health and nutrition and my view of the world around me and my relationship with food. For sure where instead of this constant restriction and hunger weighing me down and this constant feeling of wanting you know waiting for the next meal wondering what, you know looking at my <laughs> at the clock uh waiting for the next meal uh yeah it's obviously completely the opposite now and mm-hmm. yeah completely changed uh my health and the way that i feel and and then uh, it's allowed me to to do the same for a lot of other people who i've worked with so
1: mm-hmm. It's so, it's such a good, like, I really love my work. I'm sure you do too. And it's just so, um, you know, we get incredible messages from, I mean, you work with men and women, we work with women just saying that they're feeling so much better and they're sleeping and they love food again. And it's just, yeah, I think anyone who, Who does this and gets right into it and starts to feel so much better just wants to shout it from the rooftops like even our clients they become they're like oh I'm a bit of a a, I annoy people now kitty telling them about the the sugar and the juice and and the ice cream um now you work with both men and uh women we work Mm -hmm. with predominantly women we've got a few men that we're working with in a men's program that we're sort of beta testing but um you know the majority of women that come to us they've done a lot of restrictive diets to try and, you know, lose weight. And I say tone up. Cause I think that's that, that's what most women understand. You know, they want to have that more toned and athletic um, physique and, you know, you'd probably get people too that, that come to you and they've dieted themselves into a corner and you actually did a couple of good podcasts recently on weight loss and, and, and cutting calories. So let's talk about that. You know, let's talk about, you know, what the what the problem is and, and why it's you're never ever going to achieve the results that you want by just eating 1,200 calories and cutting out sugar and carbs and all the good stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I would say also with both the men and women that I've that I, I work with, I haven't I don't think I've had anybody come to me who has been eating enough. I, yeah. Almost almost always that is one of the biggest issues, and it's understandable. It's a big psychological hurdle to get over. When we're, told, we're to, told about a regular 2,000 calorie a day diet, or mm. at max a 2,500 calorie a day diet. And for most people, if they want to lose weight, they're doing a lot less than that. As, as you said, 1,200 calories isn't mm. common. And a lot of it, I, I would say, really comes back to this larger idea of, of eating less and exercising more to lose weight, which also ties along with this idea that if, if we're overweight, it's because we aren't trying hard enough. And it's, it's very damaging psychologically. And, and a lot of times the people, you know, I would say that virtually everybody is always trying to lose weight and trying relatively hard to, uh, I don't think the issue is ever not trying hard enough for probably for anybody listening to this. I mean, they're obviously they're invested in their health and, and yeah, that the eating less and exercising more does work in the short term. It does allow for weight loss but it also comes, the co- comes at the cost of our health. It comes at the cost of depressing our metabolism because mm-hmm. we reduce the energy available all the way down to the cellular level. And then everything in our body says that we can't use as much energy and it slows down all of our processes from our brain function to our reproductive function and all these other issues, which leads to so many symptoms and conditions that we're seeing nowadays. And, and it puts us in this starvation state where we're constantly hungry And we're much more likely to store the food that we take in as fat because our body is trying to survive. That's its its main priority when it's in that sort of stress state. And yeah, it leads to disaster, especially when it happens long term. I mean, that's this kind of yo-yo diet cycle that we see the vast majority of people on where even if they do happen to lose weight, it's only for a short period of time until they gain most of it back or all of it back and, and more. I think it's important, like, you know, and
1: it's particularly bad with women, I think. And I've been through it myself, and I don't know about you, but the binge eating, you know, like you, your willpower really can only last you so long before you're just like, oh, I just need to eat sugar. You know, like I would polish off like packets of corn chips and whole tubs, of, like I'd literally eat till I felt sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I no, think. Me too. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you just, and I would always have this like Sunday night. I'd I'd just be, I would think I'm just gonna eat everything because I'm going to start fresh Monday and this will be the last time I'll binge. And I tell myself that every single time. And I'm sure so many other women do the same thing and then they'll start again fresh and they might be good for a week or two weeks or three weeks. And then it's like this same cycle. And like you say, they they undereat, slow down their resting metabolic rate. They deplete their body of nutrients, you know, progesterone, over-exercise and they just, and you, you end up eating shit. Like, <laughs> you, you don't reach for a nice cup of juice or some fruit or, you know, honey. You're like, you, you're eating all these vegetable oils and polyunsaturated fats, and you're right, your body stores it, and you just, you see it like these women just each year get fatter and fatter. And it just, I, I also find too, like, the older I got, the harder it was for me to um, stick to it. You know, I could stick to it for less time. I mean, you're a lot younger than me, I'm 25. And the yeah, women in yeah. our program, we're like, we're not old. Old is not the right way, but like in our 40- <laughs> the women, a lot of women in their 40s and 50s. But, you know, do you see the same thing with clients as well, that binge restrict
0: cycle? Absolutely. I, I saw it in myself. So for me, mm-hmm. chocolate chips was the go to where I would polish off a whole bag. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, excuse me. <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah, so, so I experienced that myself for sure. And, and yeah, I, I've seen that with so many people that, that binge and restrict cycle. And, and as you said, when you do go into that binge, it's never, it's never binging on, on healthier or, or good foods. And another aspect of that cycle that we don't often think about, you'd mentioned that every, every year, you know, we're typically heavier and heavier. And normally when, when somebody who's overweight is looking at their body all they're thinking is that I want to be leaner. And, and every single year they do the same thing where they continue to try to be leaner. But if they were to have the foresight, you know, if you look forward and, and consider the fact that everybody t- tends, unless they're doing something drastically different, if they look five years out, they're always heavier. If they look 10 years out, they're always heavier. If you look at your pictures from five or 10 years ago, you always like the way that you look better. And I think one thing that that helps with is taking us out of this mindset of needing a short-term result. Because mm. that's really what all of the diets are, is, is it's lose 10 pounds in 10 days, two weeks, a month, whatever it is. Mm. And not to say that you can't do that successfully, but f- what we really what want cost? to have in mind is... What's that? At what cost? You know, exactly. like
1: you say, it's, it absolutely works, but what else suffers? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not a long-term solution. And mm. and if we instead consider that I've been trying this diet thing for a long time, maybe I I should... I think a lot of times it comes down to focusing on on doing things that are healthy for us in the long term mm-hmm. and that also you know the the weight loss comes with that and yeah having having that kind of because it helps it's hard to eat more it's hard to get over the idea of eating more when you're so scared of losing weight and or, or sorry of, of gaining weight so mm-hmm. having that kind of long-term goal in mind I think is is really helpful in 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 recentering our where we're at psychologically
1: I think too, you know, like I've found, I think women really underestimate the time it takes to, you know, because a lot of clients that come to us have been dieting for 10 years, 20 years, or they've got some really severe, you know, metabolic issues, digestive issues or hormonal imbalances, Um, you know, and it can take a good six to 12 months, if not more, just to actually fix those issues and, you know, build up your body's ability to handle more calories. And, you know, I think too, like a lot of women, and, I, and you could probably comment on this is like obviously the training nutrition is one part, but then there's the external factors, the stresses, you know, so like work stress, partner stress, um, any sort of other emotional stress, you know, then there's all like the environmental like toxins, creams. So it's all, all of this stuff that is impacting your body and putting stress on your body. And you might be doing the nutrition and training, right. But then, you know i don't think people realize how much effect those other things also have because it's all stress, right, and mm-hmm. basically, what we're trying to do is lower stress on the body so it can heal itself um, you know and replenish itself with all these nutrients. Do you find that too with clients like it's like they're doing good in the nutrition and the training, but then you know I think they underestimate the external factors
0: yeah and and they go hand in hand right mm. I've had a lot of clients come to me with pretty severe anxiety mm. and There's definitely a lot to be said for working on the perspective through which we see the world and Mm. trying to change some of our thought processes so that we don't have the same anxiety or stress from the same stimulus that there's definitely something to be said for that. But by the same token, taking out harder to digest foods or fixing a gut issue also typically goes a really long way as far as reducing something like anxiety or stress goes, it makes it a lot easier to be calmer. And because you don't have those stress hormones at at such a high level, or you don't have these, these toxins from the gut that are inhibiting our our ability to produce energy and and relax, which Mm. when we think of having more energy, sometimes we think of kind of hyperactivity, but in reality, it's typically more of a relaxed energy. And, and so, Mm. yeah, it, it all goes hand in hand. And, and when we consider the fact that we've had this, we've had all of these different stresses going on for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. And the entire time our bodies are adapting to it. They're trying to survive in in that sort of state. So it takes time to then shift all of those different stimuli into a, a much more, I don't know, a much more comfortable environment for our bodies, much more energetically favorable environment. It takes some time for our bodies to then shift the other way. They have to start adapting towards that and, and start to, and that's really what then leads to the raising of metabolism, the dropping of stress hormones, and then the weight loss comes to typically comes with that.
1: Mm, Which takes time. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It
0: takes time. Yeah.
1: You know, it, it, you know, I think we get it. You know, it's you, we were just talking about this before we started the podcast about the fitness industry and, you know you're constantly scrolling through and you know that like and look I I often look at other fitness models like quite lean you know like muscular fitness models I think oh they look so amazing you know and I think oh I need to be leaner but then I'm like oh I just I can't do it like I can't I know what it takes to be lean like that and it just you sacrifice your sleep you sacrifice your energy um but when I think women and men and men too, you know, when you're constantly surrounded by these images of lean athletic, you know, fitness models and they're eating green vegetables and it's, it's hard to block out the noise. I think and hard to, you know, go, I'm just going to focus on the long game.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and I do think it is just as much, probably about just as much of an issue with men. I think it's just not talked about as much because Mm. I don't know, we think of men as, as, I don't know, not not as affected by those sorts of things. Or yeah. when we think of who's eating more, it's always the assumption that, that men are eating more. But I, I'm pretty astounded by how little I see a, a lot of people eating with men eating with the intention of of wanting to stay leaner and wanting to, to lose weight. And yeah, the, and you had mentioned how much it, like the cost of getting to the point of, of some of those models. And or you know whether it's on Instagram or whatever, and yeah, it comes at the cost of your health. And people, I think, when they see that, they expect that whoever that is always looks like that, and that they are at their healthiest. And I think it's very rare that either of those things are are true. Normally, that is a very short moment in time in between bulks or or whatever it is, you know, port periods mm-hmm. where they have much more weight on them. They look a lot less lean. Also, the amount of drugs or other supplements that are used to get to that point, and mm-hmm. then also the cost to their health, where where we assume that that's what's healthy just because that's what what's put in front of us. But in reality, it's, it's typically far from it.
1: Mm, mm. And that's why we recommend clients do a social media detox. <laughs> yeah. 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 Seriously. Cause, cause I think it's, 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 um, you know, I'm just trying to think of how to articulate this, but you know, you can, you can try and be better and put yourself in the right mindset, but when you're constantly getting triggered by things, I think it's better just to remove the triggers while you're working on healing and working on your mindset around your body and yourself, because I think a lot of women and probably men do the same thing. Like they'll get into this position where they're so unhappy and unhealthy and they've got a lot of weight to lose and they just hate themselves, you know, and they say bad things to themselves and things that they would never ever say to another person. And I think that's all part of the process of healing too is love. Like it's okay to want to improve your body and your health, but still love the body that you've got now and that you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but I, I also think too, that when, when you start eating more and you're feeling better and sleeping better, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I don't think you're as hard on yourself. It's easier to play the long game. Would you agree?
0: Yeah. 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 I I would say, I mean, it feels a lot more comfortable that way. And I think it makes pretty much anything easier when Mm. you're, when you're, when you don't have those constant hunger signals, Mm. your body constantly yelling at you that it wants more food.
1: that that that, that's actually an interesting um i think that so many people have moved away from like we just ignore what our body tells us you know i think that's a real problem yeah can you comment on that
0: yeah yeah I, i think that is something that i've i've also found more and more is is how much we do ignore our bodies and how i mean it's something that i 'll talk about without thinking much of it is, is that I ate a certain meal, and this was the way I felt after and, and Other people are, are pretty surprised that I could notice such a thing from from just a small shift in what I ate or the amount of something that I ate and it is it 's a practice of, of listening to how you feel, and the more you pay attention to it, the more you see those nuances of of was I irritable two hours later after this happened, or was I feeling lethargic and, and tired, or did I feel like I had a lot of energy and I was really you know my brain was really clear when normally it 's foggy or I wasn't as bloated or I didn't have as much gas or, you know, any sorts of other gut, you know, I felt really light. Those are things that most of us aren't really paying attention to most of the time. And, and just paying attention to those things, I think, yeah, it takes, it takes you a long way. And then mm. when you think of something like hunger signal, we have this assumption talking, we mentioned this to start where, you know, we're naturally like anybody who has, is, who is, giving into their hunger signals is lazy and and mm-hmm. they're just weak. And mm-hmm. that's not the case. There, there's a reason why those hunger signals are there. And mm-hmm. if they are there, it means that your body is starving for energy. And mm-hmm. a lot of times it's because we're not feeding it the right foods, not enough of the right foods. So even when we eat enough food we're, and we feel physically full, we're still hungry because our hunger signals are still telling us like, Hey, th- these foods that you're eating aren't producing the energy that we need. So we need you to eat more. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to what you could call overeating, but those signals are really helpful, especially as we are eating the right foods. And it, it can really, I think that that's one of the, the best things for, for guiding our, our journey.
1: Mm. Yeah. And really like, and I think a lot of women and I used to do this too. It was like, if I was hungry, I'd just drink more water or I'd try and, yeah. you know, like you sort of wear, wear it as like a badge of honor, you know, like I've got through the hunger, I'm looking skinny, you know, um, but it just, it just, it just, I, I, sometimes I think about like, oh, imagine what it'd be like to go back to eating my old diet, like 1200 calories, just die. Like I yeah. literally, like it would be, it's torture. I think yeah.
0: it would be torture. <laughs> so, yeah. And I did, I did the same thing with water. Um, I bet I was, I was probably on a 1200 calorie a day diet for, for a while, but yeah, yeah. It, it, I, I would do that same thing when you're hungry just to, to drink water. And I mean, that's, that's another huge thing. I mean, a small thing that makes a huge difference is i think for most people drinking less water because we're so used to filling up on it and a lot of times we digest our food a lot better when we're not overfilling ourselves with water and we find that we can actually eat more and and not gain weight just from drinking less water i think it actually makes a pretty big difference because when we have too much water just to mention the physiology real quick, it, it mm. reduces our so, the sodium levels in our blood. And that leads to the release of aldosterone, which is a stress hormone. So it's activating our stress systems just by drinking too much water. And that's actually why they say that water raises your metabolism It's because it, it activates your stress systems, which mm. it does cause you to burn energy but not, or burn fuel, but not in a good way. It, it causes problems.
1: isn't it it crazy like you think about like all of the typical fitness industry recommendations like i think about all the stuff like i'll see people drink three liters of water a day you know have five servings of green vegetables you know eat your whey protein powder your egg whites you know don't eat any carbs at dinner don't eat sugar don't eat carbs before bed don't eat dairy you think oh my god like every single thing is working against you to build a strong metabolic base like I, I it's funny that you talk about the water because I was I don't know just downstairs in the kitchen I think I was filling up the coffee machine with water and I was thinking fuck oh, I don't reckon I've drunk any water for a week like I'll go <laughs> I'll go like honestly a week without drinking a drop of water Because, and people were like, oh, you're not drinking any water, but I drink a lot of other liquids that obviously have water in them, you know, like Mm -hmm. in fruit, um, lots of juice, lots of coffee, milk, Um, but obviously they have other vitamins and minerals in them too, which is really um, beneficial. But that, I think that would blow people's minds if they're like, oh, what do you mean, Kitty, you haven't had any water? Like, I literally don't think I've drunk water for a week.
0: Yeah, I can't say the same because it's summer here. It's pretty hot and yeah, yeah. exercising. I I do want at least some water, but if I have watermelon, I mean that that's typically a pretty good substitute. Um, yeah, I don't drink very much either. Very isn't much isn't it at
1: crazy? All. eh? and to think you used to like I used to force it in.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, me too.
1: It's just insane. Let's um let's talk quickly about sugar because I think you know I, I even though I know people some people have been following us for a while oh, sugar we've had about sugar but lots of new followers you know they really. They just get so i think caught up in the sugar and sugar is bad and you know let's talk about sugar
0: sure yeah well and even i mean we're talking about as far as juice versus water goes and we have this assumption that calories as a whole are, are bad so why would you have some liquid with all these extra calories in it when again as, as we were mentioning earlier those calories are supportive for us they those are the things that help to increase our metabolism in a way that helps our bodies to function better so Mm. uh, but but yeah and and sugar is one of those nutrients that that does that so it's I don't know it's a tough place there's so many places to start because there's so much there it's where there's so much anti-sugar propaganda out there if you will Uh, but sugar is really the ideal fuel from on the cellular basis if we want to be producing energy as efficiently as possible Mm. and so for that reason, our brains prefer to be running on sugar and they can use ketones, but that's kind of a whole separate topic. And, and if our bodies are in a state where they're producing ketones, they're already under a lot of stress. So that aside, they, our brains can't use fat because fat is is nowhere near as efficient as as sugar. So instead, they have to rely on sugar. And, and so the general basis there being that if we're depriving our bodies of of this ideal fuel, then the fuel that we're left with results in a lot less energy for our bodies to run. Mm. And there's all sorts of mechanisms that help to regulate this. So we have the sugar in our blood or our blood sugar. And when our blood sugar, it's such a tightly regulated system that when our blood sugar drops, it activates these extensive stress systems to bring Mm. our blood sugar back up because if it were to drop too far, it would mean no fuel for our brain and we would, we would die. And it's just to mention how tightly regulated it is. we typically only have about five teaspoons of sugar in our blood at any time, which is really not very much. And, and of course, if you're eating a lot of sugar, that means that it's going through your blood and then into your cells for them to use it as fuel or it's being stored as glycogen or whatever else. But yeah, or the, the carbohydrate, which sugar is just a, a carbohydrate. We have this, I should, maybe I should have started there, but it's poison um,
1: kitty. It's poison. I'm like, well, if it's poison, I'd be dead five years ago, you know, like it's crazy. Yeah. It's not poison. Sorry. Keep going.
0: Sure. Um, so, so sugar, when we're talking about white sugar, it's a combination of glucose and fructose. And, uh, when, when we're talking about a starch, for example, or a complex carbohydrate, that's almost all glucose, but, uh, there's a lot of benefits to having that, that fructose component, but yeah, I, I, the sugar in our environment is, is a pretty major regulator of our metabolism. And when we have, enough carbohydrate, enough sugar in our environment that activates or increases all these signals that increase our metabolism and activates our thyroid hormones. It keeps our blood sugar steady, which keeps our stress hormones low. And then it also goes through all these other processes that help to increase our reproductive hormones. These are all things that keep our metabolism going and and in turn help us to lose body fat. Mm -hmm. And when we don't have those things, it does the opposite. It activates our stress hormones. It decreases our thyroid hormones. It decreases our reproductive hormones and it puts us under a lot of stress it doesn't feel good uh it makes you hungry it makes you crave carbohydrates you know one of the best ways to there's all these ideas of how to reduce carb cravings whether it's eating a and lot like of fiber or, yeah. yeah drinking just a lot of water Cuba. or something but yeah just yeah. Eat, eat carbs eat what your body needs mm-hmm. and there's a reason why we have those cravings and that's because of how important of a fuel those carbohydrates are on, on the cellular level so
1: I think too, like when people like, they say, Oh yeah, but kitty, but I cut out sugar from my diet and I started feeling so much better. I'm like, yeah, but what were you eating before? You know? And they're like, Oh, I was eating like, you know, like just takeaway shit food with loads of vegetable oils and flour and preservatives and additives. And, you know, so there was some sugar in there, but you know, and they just blame the sugar, but what they don't realize mm-hmm. is it's like, it's all the other crap that you're eating. It's not, not, not the sugar. And when your diet is, you know, really nutrient dense and liver and oysters and, you know, all the other nutrients, easy to digest, then, you know, the sugar is not a, is not a problem. Like white sugar is just energy. It's just energy devoid of nutrients, you know? Like it's, yeah, it's, it's so funny. Like when you, or, or when people say, oh yeah, but, but white sugar, like the fruit, fruit sugar is okay, but white sugar is mm-hmm. not okay. It's like, it's the same.
0: Yeah, it's the same <laughs> sugar. That
1: into the same shit. It's like, but fruit just has vitamins and minerals and fiber and extra free molecules of glucose and fructose. It's like, of course, you don't want to just get all of your carbohydrates from plain white sugar. That would right. be silly, right? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's and also too like something that really hit home for me when I was working with Emma initially and just learning everything. Um, she was like, you know, Kitty, like your body, like why would it crave something that's poison? You know, perhaps your body has built in mechanisms to tell you what it needs. And instead of you feeling like you're weak, you should listen to it and eat some more of these foods that contain sugar and have some more white sugar in your diet and look at how you feel. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, that makes sense. You know, and you eat more sugar and all of a sudden you just feel better. You feel calmer, you know? Um, Yeah, it's just, and you know, if you've been eating a real shit diet and you start, you clean it up and you take a lot of the crap out, of course you're going to feel better. But long term, like mm. it's going to end in pain, you know? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, just it's but it's hard because the fitness industry again, like it's just there's so much anti sugar
0: yeah, yeah, out there and as you said, i mean the the sugary foods that most people are eating are not it's a lot more than sugar that's in there it's mm. it's not the sugar itself that's the problem it's the, the polyunsaturated fats in, in the vegetable oils and mm. and the potentially the flour and, and whatever else that people don't digest well. Mm. So yeah, we're not, we're not saying to eat cakes and, and donuts and unless they're made with good ingredients.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's, that's a really hard one I find with clients initially, like they're just trying to get over the sugar. But you know, one thing I always say to, to women, I'm like, like I've learned now that my body is the best teacher. Like, honestly, like, you know, you can read and research all you want, but just, eat the food. Like I say, look at the overall guidelines and just test and measure and follow the basic principles. And then you will see when you eat it. And like you say, listen to how your body responds to it, how you're feeling, how you're sleeping and you track everything. And all of a sudden you're like, because you can prove it to yourself in the data. Like, you know, often, you know, sometimes I'll like eat more food and get on the scales. It's like, I've got this thing in my head. It's like, I still maybe deep down think, that I shouldn't be eating so much food, but yeah. when I track it and eat it and jump on the scales, it's like, and look at myself, I'm like, you, you're proving kitty that it's fine. Your body is telling you, you need to eat more. So eat more. It's okay. You know, I think, um, but it still can, you know, cause you're just constantly surrounded by that. Eat less, eat less, eat less. You need to eat less.
0: Yeah. 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 That, that self-guided experimentation, I think is such a huge part of of all of this. And, and yeah, everything that we're taught is that, we shouldn't be considering how we feel and we really need to be resisting that we need to be fighting our urges mm-hmm. for all these, these different foods. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, yeah, you don't want to go to the gym because you haven't eaten mm-hmm. a- enough and, and you're feeling terrible, but you need to force it and you need to do an hour of cardio in the morning and then you need to go later and, and hit the machines or, or weights or, or whatever it is. And, and yeah, this, this whole idea that rather than listening to what our bodies are telling us and trusting them, which <laughs> Rather than doing that, we're supposed to fight against them. And as you said, there's the physiology is in place to direct us in the right way because Mm -hmm. otherwise we wouldn't be here right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if you consider animals in the in the wild, they're not intentionally dieting in any way, but they're they're naturally lean. Mm -hmm. And uh, like salt and water is is a good. Uh, example here we talked a little bit about sugar cravings but but as far as salt and water goes we're really good at knowing when we're dehydrated and drinking enough water and knowing when we don't have enough salt and eating enough salt to the Mm -hmm. point where i mean our taste for those things was developed to do that and Mm -hmm. it's the same for other for other animals too and and the same goes for for again our sugar cravings and whatever else the disclaimer though does have to be that there are a lot of foods now that that weren't around when these, these signals were being developed. And as we were talking about earlier, the vegetable oils and polyunsaturated fats are, are a big component there. So, you know, fried chicken might taste really good and we might have cravings for it, but it doesn't mean that it's helping us. But that also doesn't mean that we need to be ignoring our cravings either. Our cravings are still saying something. Mm. They're just not saying fried chicken. They're saying that I need enough fat or, or I need enough protein or, <laughs> or salt or whatever it is. That's so true. Cause you know, like I used to remember, I used to just smash those bloody um, donuts
1: donut king do you have donut king in this is it in the states too
0: but i don't know if, i don't know about donut king which tells you that that wasn't something that i had but we have like those, like like little packaged or crispy donuts. cream
1: like those just plain glazed ones like we would buy like big boxes and just eat them you know and obviously yeah. they taste amazing but they're just dirty and you just would feel so shit afterwards like i always notice now um Because I don't eat a lot of bread now or sourdough, I've sort of cut that out on a regular basis. I just noticed that even a small slice was just, wasn't causing bad digestive issues, but you know, you just feel more optimized. I don't even know how to describe it. You'll change something. And occasionally, though, I'll have like, there's this amazing Italian place near us that does this, like, they're like 30 years old, ridiculous pizza. You know, just flour and water and all these yum toppings, but oh God, it just makes me fun, you know, and like makes me feel really like the next day, I feel puffy, like yeah. puff my face feels puffy and I can just feel it. So I don't do that all the time, obviously. Um, but I think, you know, once you get, really optimize and you understand what really good digestion's like, you know, having a good couple of poos every day, sleeping well, balancing your blood sugar, and then you'll go and eat something like that. And you were like, whoa, like that before you didn't, cause you felt shit all the time.
0: Yeah. You just don't yeah.
1: realize how shit you felt.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a perfect way to put it. Uh, and and I think most people are in that position or not, I don't know about most, but a lot of people don't realize that the their digestion isn't normal or her mm-hmm. that they're going to the bathroom twice or three times a week and that that's not normal and a lot of times they don't know that until maybe a doctor mentions it or they read you know they hear something about it but mm. yeah i mean we're, we're we're we get very used to not feeling good
1: yeah, yeah, and you don't, and then you go back and you're like, "Wow, this is what I used to feel like." It's like because I don't really drink much anymore. I used to just drink heaps of alcohol and take drugs. Mm-hmm. I was like a real party girl when I was younger, and um every now and then I'll have a drink now, but maybe like two to three. And every time I drink, I just feel it the next day. Even two to three, and I think, "Fuck, how did I used to like? Were you a drinker ever?"
0: No, not really. That's not good. really. You know not, I mean, Greg. like, I, yeah, no. he didn't drink much now. Nah
1: that's good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, what I, a bad I, yeah. habit
1: you have to break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, I would like equivalent things like it would be, you know, sleep, for example, where I would, you know, go by on on, I don't know, five or six hours of sleep so much of the time. And, and that's a huge one that mm. people will, will say that they're fine on, on five or six hours of sleep. And, and that that's just how they live. And I'm, I know that I'm a different person when I'm not getting enough sleep when I'm getting six hours of sleep. I'm, I'm, mm my sense of humor is gone. Like my, my personality is gone. Uh, It makes a huge difference. And, and, and that's something that is such a normal sacrifice for people, Mm -hmm. whether it's that they have a busy job or other aspects of their life. We, it's not something that, that we consider that much to sacrifice a couple hours of sleep per night, but it makes a huge, huge difference.
1: Oh, it's crazy. And I think, you know, like, And again, like, I don't mean to keep saying that you're young, but like you're 25, like when you get, you know, like people, when they get to their forties and fifties, it's like these issues that you develop, they don't happen overnight. It's like, it's like the death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? So like Mm. this cumulative effect of all of that stress on your body. So it's cutting the sleep short the work stress, the alcohol, the hormonal contraception, low calorie dieting, not eating the right nutrients, not getting enough sun. And then over the years and years and years, that just chips away at you. And then all of a sudden your body just starts breaking down. You're like, fuck, how did I get here? You know, like, and then it's this process of, I guess, trying to like, I sort of think about it like a bank, like you, you, you're trying to make, deposits in your metabolic bank because it's so depleted like you've just for years and years and years withdrawn 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 and i think that can take a long time you know depending on how long you've done it for like how awesome is it that you're 25 and you found this or 22 how old were you when you found it
0: um probably about 20 oh so that's 1920 yeah how good's that yeah yeah i guess 19 probably i would say so yeah imagine imagine what
1: you'll be like you'll be so optimized when you're 40 you'll be like this you know like that's so awesome
0: yeah yeah it isn't that is nice it's nice to think of it that way i also started young with all the dieting everything too when i was maybe 12 13 i was i was eating very very little probably under a thousand calories a lot of days and, and i was i was in sports and everything and and wow. it's always hard to look back and and wonder how much that affected me in any way down the line. But mm. but I don't think it's anything that that you can't move back from. But but yeah, it's that. I mean, that's what I was saying earlier: the, the eat less and exercise more. <laughs> I mean, and I don't, I don't think I was all that unique with that. I think that a lot of kids in in middle mm-hmm. school and definitely throughout high school and definitely in college are are starving themselves oh totally
1: you can get away with it in your 20s you know like i think about what i used to do and how i could just go out drink all night starve myself for a week exercise every day work like crazy and just back it up you know like i could never do that now and but you don't i don't really you, you can get away with it but then like you get to your 30s and you start to see the effects it's like you say the death by a thousand cuts it's um we can see why people have kids when they're young right like you can just cope better with the less, you know, with the, with the sleep. Like I think, oh, we haven't had any kids, but if we have a kid, I'll be 40. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to die with that. No sleep for three months. It's going to kill me, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. but
1: it's good. Like hopefully like younger people, you know, younger women and younger men listen to this. And, you know, if they're in stuck in that cycle, they, you know, get out of it early because it will just be so much better for them in the long run.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and considering how how much of an influence media and, and the things around you is at that time, yeah, I mean, I it's definitely I would I would love to be able to talk to myself at that point. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah, like you look at like like um, the Kardashians and you know like the real famous, and they are just on these constant diets. Like they do this diet for like they get in the best shape of their life, and you look at their diet and it's like fucking fifteen hundred calories, and they're training every day, and you think, ah, oh, how long will this last? You know. Um, and they're just full of Botox and fillers and, you know, it's just, you just can see why women and men would think, oh, well, that's what I've got to do, you know, because that's yeah. what the celebrities do.
0: It's normal. It's normal not to to eat very much. I I feel like a broken record. I talk about the Minnesota starvation experiment a lot, but yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the most astounding things about it, just for, for people who don't know, it's this experiment where in like the late 40s, early 50s, they wanted to see the effect of starvation and how easily you could recover from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was during the second world war. And so there's a lot of areas of the world where uh, they didn't have a lot of food, their food rations and things. And they, the normal they basically went from a normal diet for these men who are between 20 and 30 years old, average weight, about 150 to 160 pounds, their normal diet where they're maintaining their weight was around 3300 calories. Mm-hmm. They put them on an 1800 calorie diet and long story short it was disastrous it was terrible like they all felt absolutely terrible some had the psychotic breaks it was just incredibly deteriorating to their health Mm. and after the the several months of of the starvation the 1800 calorie diet it then took them a couple years of eating as much as 5000 calories a day to to feel normal again and feel like themselves and i think the craziest thing about this is is I don't know anybody who's between 150 and 160 pounds who who eats anywhere near 3300 calories in a day. And that was that was that was normal at the time. And and it goes to show how much our modern food has dropped down our metabolism and and I would say also just things that have kind of been passed on hereditarily from from this influence of our environment where you know you have a parent who who is in a poor environment and and then certain aspects of that get passed on. And, mm. and we're lowering our metabolism more and more. And it comes at a cost of, of being able to think clearly and, and have, you know, proper functioning digestive systems and reproductive systems and immune systems, which mm. of course is a big thing right now. So yeah, it's, it's incredible how normalized 1800, 2000 calorie diets are. I mean, those aren't even diets for some people. That's just a, what you eat. Mm. <laughs> and Yeah, it's it's astounding.
1: Oh, and then too, like it's as well you throw in all the other stresses, like we talked about the work, the kids. You know, maybe doing a really stressful job to try and maintain a lifestyle that potentially you can't maintain to impress other people, and you know, alcohol and drugs and you know, antidepressants and hormonal contraception. Like every woman just about is on the bloody pill or the has Mm -hmm. the marina in. I mean, I took the pill for a long time. And it's just this cumulative effect, isn't it? And then all the toxins that we put in our skin, and you know, makeup, and shampoo and conditioner, and cleaning products. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. Actually, like it. Wow, like when you really think about it, you're like, it's just everything's stacked up against us. You know, you can see why people are so wrecked.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're stuck in this in this wheel, in this cycle, this vicious Mm -hmm. cycle. And and you would you'd met, you mentioned like job and then buying things you don't need and, and this mm. consumerism and how big of a, mm. of a, how big of an influence that is. I mean, it's funny to think that, you know, a hundred years ago, people were saying that, you know, with technology in the future, we'd only need to work one day a week or whatever it was. And mm. we've just gone so far the opposite where we, we work more and more and we just have more things that of course mm. we don't need. And, and that's as you were saying. That's such a huge tax of our bodies. It's like we're giving this energy from our bodies, and we're withering away to to buy nice cars and and a nice house or or whatever it is, as opposed to spending time with the people that we love or enjoying, you know, time fulfilling in work. nature. Yeah, yeah. like or, you yeah, many, helping people. Yeah, yeah.
1: How many people? Like I've talked to um friends of mine, and they're like just always under stress because they've overcommitted themselves and they've got like multiple mortgages and but they're like i'm just sacrificing now so that you know when i retire and i'm like you're gonna fucking spend the next 30 years of your life being stressed so that and then what are you gonna do when you retire like just nothing like sit in your house you know so that it just it, it blows my mind you know i think but you know what like i used to i lived in dubai for three years and, like, we ain't good money there and I just wasted so much money on stupid shit that I'd need. Like, I've got a bloody cupboard full of designer handbags and shoes that I never wear, like, I <laughs> heels I never wear. Um, but, yeah, I can, can see how people fall into the trap, you know, Yeah, oh, cars absolutely. and, um, yeah, I mean, it's not like you should – I'm not saying that you should never buy yourself some nice stuff. Like, that's not, you know, but I think, yeah, we can get – stuck in that trap of buying things to impress other people, not because we really want them. Um, yeah. And look, I mean, I, I, am a bit of obsessive personality, like, and I love our work. So like, I would just work relentlessly. And sometimes I have to like pull myself back and go, hang on a second. Like you've pushed this, you stress threshold too far, kitty. You need to have a rest, you know, walk in the sun and go down to the beach. And, you know, I think it's, Sometimes your natural personality is either either way, but you know, just recognizing that.
0: Um Yeah, it's different when you're doing something you're passionate about also as opposed to doing something for the money and working yeah. yourself in the same way. It it doesn't feel the same, I don't think. So
1: Yeah. I just want every woman to be free you know, I just want every woman to feel like I feel and love their body and feel strong and empowered and live their best life. Like, and, you know, when women text me messages saying those things, I'm like, fuck yes. So it's just, it's the most, like, it just gives you this incredible feeling. Cause you know, mm-hmm. that like, it. I, I, and I think you would probably agree with me that like you can't live your best life if you are dieting all the time. Like you have to look after yourself and nourish your body and sleep. And like, once you do this, I think you just, it frees you and your mind opens, up, opens to like the possibilities of what else can I do with my life? You know, am I living my best life? You know, am I doing what I love? You know, am I with the right person? Um, you know, and I'm a touch of wood. I don't want to die, but if I died tomorrow, I wouldn't regret anything that I've haven't or haven't have or haven't done. You know, I feel like every day I'm getting up and I'm living my best life, like truly. And that starts with this. It starts with the nutrition, um, you know. And I, this love strength training, obviously, but you know, I'm just biased because I love it. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think freedom is is such a good such a good word for it. Mm. Uh, like free, it's we don't realize the weight of that fight against food and that fight against our bodies, and. It's it's just constantly there, and yeah, it is. It's freedom. It's night and day. It's it's such a difference to not have that that constantly weighing you down, constantly in the back of your mind, holding you back, um, preventing you from from having the energy to to do any of these things that, that we're talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. that's awesome well thank you so much um for coming on it's been so good and so nice to talk to you uh face to face and so um just tell the viewers again you know like where they can find you and your podcast and subscribe to his podcast it's really awesome
0: thanks yeah my website is jfeldmanwellness.com and from there you can i've got articles and and my podcast you can get to from there the podcast is called the energy balance podcast uh which is kind of anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can, you can subscribe to it and yeah, I, w- I would head to my website. There's a lot of good information there and, and I do, as you mentioned, I, I do coaching with clients and I've, have, I've have an online course and you can check out those things from the services tab on my website. So.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And I'll have to um get you on again soon and we can talk about a more specific topic, not just a general chit chat. Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. I would love to.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much, Jay. Bye.